This is episode number 48, how to grow your business, brand, and social media with Vin Clancy. Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. This is a lesson in marketing today, and we have Vin Clancy in the house, big time growth hacker. Vin Clancy is one of the most infamous marketers in the world, known for his cutting edge growth hacks and genius business ideas. He also looks awesome. He embodies his philosophy of growth and marketing in everything he says and does, including his attire. You just look up Vin Clancy and see the sort of outfits he pulls off and you'll know exactly what I mean. His growth hacking book raised over $100,000 in pre-orders, which he then supported with a 100-day speaking tour in 10 different countries around the world. He's spoken in over 40 different cities in 10 different countries. He has been featured in publications such as Fortune, BuzzFeed, The Daily Telegraph, The New Statesman, Wired, Vice, and so many more, even Forbes. And he coaches founders to growth hack their own businesses. He's not the most fond of boring people, which quite frankly is most people in his field, but he's very polite because he's English. His talks at conferences and events around the world focus on marketing, sales, social media, and writing, but they aren't a sit down and daydream affair like most talks. People have legit called them life-changing. He founded the online magazines PlanetIvy.com and ScreenRobot.com, which received nearly 20 million page views with zero marketing spend in their first two years, while content he has overseen for other clients have received over 150 million page views. His current online magazine is a Facebook group, Traffic and Copy, which I am a part of which has over 10,000 members, close to 90% active engagement and contributions from thousands of entrepreneurs. Right now, Vin teaches company founders, influencers, and marketing managers how to grow their companies through a combination of rapid social media growth and guerrilla community management tactics, which we'll learn today in his private coaching groups and through consulting with marketing executives. He speaks the truth to many internet lies that marketers tell. And he, quite frankly, is the most entertaining marketer in the world right now. His new book, Ace the Game, The 100 Best Growth Hacks in the World Right Now, made $10,000 in its first hour of release. And it's one of the most important marketing books out right now in 2018. And Vin taught us how to do all of this 
and more. How we can implement these growth hacks immediately right now. And this is a guy who was living off of social welfare in the UK uh, not too long ago. And now he's running multiple six-figure businesses. We talked about that, how he got from point A to point B. Vin taught us how to do $100,000 in book pre-orders, how to get booked for speaking gigs right now, how to get featured in major publications, how to run a Facebook group of 10,000 members, how to create it, grow it, and profit off of it. He also taught us how to get more followers and how to get that verification badge on social media that Twitter and Instagram and Facebook gives out. He has those badges on Twitter and Facebook. And he taught us how we can take our best stab at getting that verification badge. So long story short, if you don't like money, if you don't want to make money, don't listen to this podcast. So Vin is a badass. Now, without further ado, here he is, the one, the only Vincent Clancy. All right, Vincent Clancy, it is a pleasure to have you on the show, Growth Mindset University. What's going on, my man? I am practicing my growth mindset. Right on. Okay, so I have to address this right off the bat here. Your style mm -hmm. is off the wall in the best way possible, like, like a peacock that, you know, that stands out. Um, and I love that. So explain to everyone your, why you, what, what your sort of dress looks like and why and everything about that. Um, well, I, I really just dress the way I like to be dressed. Uh, it, it turns out to be very different to how other people dress. And uh, I, can, I can say in retrospect, uh, so it's a psychological technique which enables me to stand out in a very busy market uh, and establish a brand for myself, but, um, which is true. Um, but it's just more like uh, I, I, I just can't not be me. Um, and that goes with, uh, you know, the things I say, um, the things I write about, the things I do. Um, so it's, it's a difficult thing to talk about, but people value being authentic. And uh, luckily, I just say what I think and act how I want and people react well to it. 100%. I think you would agree with, with me then. My philosophy sort of, you know, in branding and marketing and business, even, even in dressing sometimes, you can't tell now, but neutrality is my enemy, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's funny. Some of these guys and girls, but more so the guys who talk about having a unique personal brand and they're in a shirt and trousers. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, and you're selling sales or Facebook ads just like everyone else. And they're right. teaching personal branding of all things, and they don't have a personal brand. Um, I'd say my, my trademark is I have a red, and, red suit and I have a white suit. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Vin, let us, let's dive in. I want to know how your story here, how did you get 
from living off social welfare in the UK to running multiple uh, different businesses, high performing businesses. What's that journey look like? So, uh, so I'm living on social welfare. Uh, so the government pays you 71 British pounds uh, a week to live on. Uh, and as long as you're living somewhere very cheap, they pay your rent as well. We're basically 71 pounds a week to live on, uh, to buy food and whatever else. So that, that's where I was at in 2012. And I decided to start an online magazine. And uh, so the next day, I actually had a dream that I should create a magazine um, where the writers would be stars, not musicians. Bought the domain planetivy.com and then started getting people to write for it. Within six months, we had 300,000 visitors a month. Within a year, we had a million visitors a month. We raised a quarter million dollars and uh, I was off welfare overnight, went from being in debt to you know, uh, having money. And it was like a life-changing day. I think it was April Fool's Day 2013 was the day. Um, well, yeah, when it, when it all came in. Um, so that was an amazing moment. And from there, we launched a second site, Screen Robot, got that to a million visitors a month. Uh, then got into Techstars Accelerator ahead of 1,500 other teams. Um, then I started public speaking, won best speaker at South by Southwest V2V, uh, three months after I started public speaking. Worked to the Royal Family, um, released my first book that did six figures in uh, pre-release revenue, a Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Uh, did a 100-day world tour speaking and then moved to the United States, uh, where I'm at right now in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. So it, it's been a wild journey and it's all been possible because of learning, growth hacking, um, and, and indeed having a growth positive mindset. Um, you know, th these two things are what carry me even now. Right. Then there's so many things that I'm just curious about with you and your story. There's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of how and why questions, sure, sure, sure. you know? So six figures in, in pre-orders for yeah. your, for your, one of your books, how does one generate a hundred thousand dollars in book pre-orders? Because and you're going to not take me seriously. I don't even have a book pre-order. I didn't even, I didn't even, I just released it. <laughs> I did more than just that, but I didn't, long story short, I didn't have a pre-order. Sure. It's, it's a good question. Um, okay. It's many things. I'm going to say the most important thing was something um, that was, is kind of odd. And I realized in retrospect, um, timing, timing's good. Like, like Ryan Holiday had his had a growth hacking book out. A few people had read, um, but we were basically the first. So his book was very broad. It was like, here's what it is. Here's how some big companies have used it. There wasn't one saying here's specifically what to do. So the timing was good. We we were we were the basically the first book on the market to do it. Um, so we we had a great boost from that once we got the word out. But of course, if you don't get the word out, it doesn't matter you know, what the content is. So the key thing we did was made a viral pre-launch queue. The software we used was called QAT, Q-U-E-U-E-A-T.com. So what that is, is when someone, we made a landing page and when someone puts their email in, I'm interested in this book, uh, they get put in a pre-launch queue. You're in 500 of place to move further up the queue, share on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, invite your friends by email to join the queue. Um, and then you'll get prizes. So webinars, uh, consulting within, um, like extra bonuses, etc. Um, 
So we did that and we had about two and a half thousand people waiting for the book on day one because of this. Uh, and this was before I really had a personal brand. I'd given a few talks, but nothing major. And Austin Allred, who I wrote the book with, he just had a very small email list from a few blogs. Um, so that was the key in getting that up. Also, Kickstarter is a fantastic um, platform. Uh, about 18% of that 100K was from their external uh, sorry, their own network of people interested because we kept popping up in the top 20 for books and technology, I think. So we did that. We had about uh, 75K on Kickstarter. And then um, there's an Indiegogo in demand thing where you can, as soon as Kickstarter finishes, you can go over to Indiegogo to carry on. Um, so they actually contacted us to ask. They're very sharp people. And that pushed us past 100 and up to 110, I think we did, on Indiegogo. And then we bounced off to our, our own site. But um, yeah, so having those platforms support us. Also, it's very legitimate to be, uh, to be on those platforms. You know, if, you, if you're trying to sell on your own website, people get confused. There's, the payment options aren't good. Um, so Kickstarter was a big thing. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we made all sorts of, mistakes you know we didn't do a launch webinar um I, I gave some talks around it that helped as well but that viral pre-launch queue was the key uh i since did it in 2016 um do you remember when harambe the gorilla got shot in cincinnati zoo yeah <laughs> uh, why i did this i don't know but uh <laughs> i did the world's biggest tribute to harambe the gorilla so uh i i, I booked a venue i gave a talk on you know viral content and then we hired someone in a gorilla suit to come out, jump out of the coffin. It was crazy, but we, all, we just raised $5,000 on Kickstarter just because we could using a viral queue system. Um, and then we, we did that again for my latest book, uh, Ace Game, which did $10,000 of revenue in the first hour. Um, so yeah, viral pre-launch queues are awesome. I'm a big fan. Right, what was the, for the queue software, what was that called again? Q at Q-U-E-U-E-A-T.com. Um, Gleam and Viral Loops are similar uh, as well. Okay, and then, yeah, Ryan Holiday too. I love Ryan Holiday. He's a brilliant writer, first off, but he's also very, very smart. What was the book? Was it Perennial Seller? Was it Trust Me, I'm Lying? What was it? Um, so, um, well, he, 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 well you've never, there's a book called Growth Hacker Marketing that he wrote. It's oh, quite really? a small um, it's just very broad, like here's what it is. And he kind of got it first to the space. And I think it's really aimed at quite large startups and corporates, his book, where, where mine was uh, aimed at early stage entrepreneurs, startup people. Right. Okay, so how does one go about getting booked for a 100-date speaking tour? So it starts out, you go on um, Meetup and Eventbrite, and you private message the event organizers. So you put in your keywords, startup, entrepreneur, tech, whatever it is. And then you put, hey, I'm a big fan of your meetup. I'd love to come and give a talk on the 10 secrets of our industry, the future of our industry in 10 steps, something like that. Say, I have a massive network I can invite. You just say that, they never check. And then you private message all of them, and then they will get back to you and say, um, yeah, great, come down. Or, okay, we've got one coming up in two months and do that for as many cities as you can travel to. Uh, so I started in London, where I'm from, and then when I moved, sorry, when I first got booked to speak in America at South by Southwest V2V, 
with a month's notice, I think I booked eight other gigs in America from London, um, just using that method, just like reaching out like crazy. Uh, and then if you're good at speaking, um, then you'll start to get invites back. So, um, yeah, so generally they were really good. One, I did, my intern booked this talk for me in Redmond, Seattle, and six people came. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was five, actually. <laughs> that was bad. But generally they were great. And um, by the second tour, it was people booking me, in which case I had the control, right? How many people will be there, et cetera, et cetera, what sort of people will be there. Um, so it was rebookings which filled up. Um, but yeah, that, that's first step, meet up in Eventbrite and all the co-working spaces. Um, and you only really get better at speaking by doing more speaking. So yeah, have lots of slides, have lots of GIFs and pictures on your slides because people have short attention spans. Um, give all your secrets away and then people are lazy. So they'll say the secrets sound good. Can you do them for us? And we'll give you money if you're a consultant. I, I love it. You're just so blunt, straight into the point. That's great. Yeah, and it's so true too. Um, what does, how does, how do you get featured in major publications like Fortune, BuzzFeed and, and Wired? So um, until the Ace the Game press run, I never sought out press. The first thing I'd say, it's not the best answer, I'll, I'll give a more useful one is, if you're out there doing good stuff, it'll, um, you will get press kind of naturally. So, uh, Inc. I did a cheeky hack. Um, I just looked up all the journalists on Twitter and tweeted them and said, I'm putting on a conference. Um, does anyone want to write about it? And Inc. got back to me and said, yeah, we'd love to write about you. So that was lucky. Um, Buzzfeed, um, I was one of the first to be a viral copywriter on LinkedIn, along with my friend Josh Fetchter. Um, and we, we had this unique style independent of each other, um, just like writing one sentence per paragraph, which I think I learned off Dan Kennedy and Jay Abraham um, and Josh from Seth Godin, maybe. Um, so yeah, so we, we were, and then our posts were going viral and here's a lot more than mine, but we had a similar style and I would talk about being single and random things. Um, so Buzzfeed did this expose on us. Um, and what's interesting was uh, that Buzzfeed article went so viral that we believe, me and Josh, that they cut our, po our post reach because we were um, kind of taking over the platform of our posts. So that sucked. Um, but yeah, how do you get press generally? Um, do stuff that's worthy of press. I was featured in Forbes three weeks ago. Um, I had no idea. I just was just Googling my name as I do from time to time and someone had seen one of my talks and uh, talked about it. Um, and then there's PR people. Um, so uh, Heather DeSantis has helped me out for the Ace the Game press run, and she's got me some good bits. Right on, right on. All right, but then you hate boring people. I feel like you think I'm boring. I feel like because I I feel like I haven't broken down the walls yet. Oh, am I boring? Uh, Why do you hate boring people? And am I boring? <laughs> uh, no, you're 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 not boring. Um. Did, did I put in my bio that I hate boring people? That's oh, so you did. <laughs> I, did a, <laughs> I must have just been fed up that day. Um, I, I mean, I just, it's more that I probably wouldn't tolerate boring people, not that I hate them. I don't really hate anyone. Um, um, but no, you, you're, you're, you're not boring. Uh, you look good, and that makes a big difference. Um, 
yeah, that's what I say to some of the internet marketers. They've got, they've got to look quite nice. It, it, it makes a big difference. Well, thank you. So uh, I want to I want to go back to something you said in your in the last answer, one of the last answers, mm-hmm. um, where you know one line is a paragraph. Yeah, and and that's so key because no nobody the brain sees these big blocks of text, and nobody wants to read it, right? When we had Planet Ivy out, we we were we were doing real journalism, so um, so we would sometimes do two to four weeks to get a story, and if it made the front page Reddit, you know that's two hundred thousand visitors to the website, so it's worth it. But uh, yeah, people would post the meme, uh, I came here to lol, not to read. <laughs> and it really hurt. But uh, yeah, that's, that, that's the world we live in. And uh, yeah, the, you're constrained by these strange rules when you're on the internet. Um, and they probably shouldn't be that way and you don't want it to be that way. But if you disobey these rules of virality, um, it doesn't work. Uh, I mean, Instagram's really, really interesting because... Instagram really gets to our base humanity, um, get laid, get paid, eat, mm. lose weight, um, like the, these very base instincts. And then it's like the strange thing happens, like, you know, if a girl is posting and then she just happens to be on the beach one day and then she happens to be in a bikini and she notices that gets a ton of likes, uh, she doesn't have to be a business specialist to realize, oh, if I do more of this, I'll get more engagement. If I get more engagement, I get more followers and I'll get more brand deals. So then that tilts everything across that way. And then she sees her friend doing the same. And then suddenly Instagram is this very sexy place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it all pulls in that direction. And then, you know, if you think, well, I shouldn't have to do that. You're right. But you won't get the likes. Um, like, it, it's uh, and Instagram is is really the worst for that, um, you know, somewhat uh, negative and very cynical view. And sometimes people get annoyed with me for calling out the world the way it actually is, rather than the way we'd like it to be. I don't want the world to be that way, of course not. But um, you know, that's that that's the way people make money, um, and that, that's the way that's the way humans are. You know, we want to get laid, we want to eat food. Honest expression, man. That's that's the golden currency for me. Love honest expression. And I experiment on Instagram a lot. I, I have fun with it. Um, you know, and I notice like I like I'll post, you know, picture, you know, group pictures, group pictures with guys, group pictures with girls, group pictures with girls and guys, solo shots. And i and you know, the amount of likes you get is different and for different post types is different for guys and girls, obviously. But a male solo shot, even if it's like HD, really high quality, great picture, it just doesn't get the likes that maybe a group shot of like, you know, like like two guys and a couple girls and me will, will get, you know. It, I guess it's sort of like social proof. You know, if other people are doing it, then it must be good. Yeah, it's 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 a strange thing. Certainly. So then, Facebook groups—you have a Facebook group of over ten thousand people. Um, what are some of the benefits of Facebook groups? I don't really utilize it that much. I probably should. We'll get to that. Yeah. So, um, 
I was having a conversation with someone about this today um, who was trying to hire me. They're in the business space and they wanted 50,000 visitors per day. And I was like, look, you know, there's four things in life, get laid, get paid, lose weight and entertainment, right? The first three you can sell information on um, to people who you know want to get laid or get paid or lose weight. Um, now, the problem with that is it's not inherently viral because with each one, you're, you're going against people's natural instincts. People are lazy. They, they don't want to work hard to make money. Uh, people are scared. They don't want to talk to girls or guys. Um, and people want to eat what they want. So it's very hard for those posts to go viral unless you slice in a big old... Uh, piece of cake of entertainment too which i guess is partly the reason why you know i dress like this and i might talk about sex or death or something to to get people's attention um but um the point is uh, yeah oh wait i've forgotten the question <laughs> <laughs> uh facebook groups ten thousand people okay. what are the benefits yeah so um to get back to that um so the reason you have a facebook group is that with a very small group, you can own that piece of real estate. Now, podcasts, you are, you're in competition with all the other podcasts and there's no community. Um, SEO, you're in competition with the whole internet. The only thing about Facebook groups is if people engage with the group, then you show up in their feed. That is pushed to them. You don't have to push out and hope they get it somehow. So with a Facebook group, um, and to get back to my original point, your business model could be selling courses, coaching, um, and uh, you know, info products and books and webinars and stuff. And you need a very small group to make a, a, a big amount of money. Um, so people, you know, I know a lot of influencers just through going to parties out here in LA, they make so little money. Like, they can maybe get a few brand deals a month and enough to pay rent with. But, uh, and these are people with 400,000, 600,000 followers. Um, because the business model with that is a lot of people pay you a tiny amount of money, most likely, um, like through affiliates is the best way for influencers to really monetize because so few people actually get a lot of money. So with a Facebook group, you own that real estate and you have people have a very close connection with you and you don't need a massive number in order to, um, make a great living a good six figure living from it right you know i i would love to i don't even have something to i don't want to sell these people you know the audience my audience here but i'd love to turn my audience podcast audience into a sort of community what would that look like then in, so in theory you create a facebook group community you, you have their emails, I hope, and then you can uh, invite them email by email into that group. Hopefully, your Facebook friends with a lot of them because your, your personal profile should be your professional profile on Facebook. And then you can add those people into the group. You need 21 posts in the group on day one, um, a mixture, um, basically 50% business stuff, 50% personal stuff. Because if people don't buy from you, they can buy from 10 others. So they need to know whatever your 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 brand features are your brand features should have almost nothing to do with your main business so my brand features are i love america uh, i love parties i have these crazy outfits um like things like that like they don't have anything to do with business consulting and marketing but they're the things i talk about uh, music as well um and then people feel that i'm a real human so yours could be sports it could be you love movies it could be you're a family guy but whatever it is it's like 
oh, he's a real person. He's not just someone trying to sell me stuff. Um, so you need about half that and half very good value. Your job is to find the very best information, the best secrets, the best hacks and the best strategies and bring those to your uh, group for free. Uh, and then there'll always be people who want to give you money if you give a lot of value for free. Um, and that's another amazing thing in general. Things I did a long time ago um, uh, were like they still come back now. It's so true that give without any expectation of return. Like someone hit me up recently and introduced me to two dream people, which can totally change my life. And I remembered that two and a half years ago, I'd, I'd grown his Twitter um, for free, just like uh, he was someone in LA that I, you know, I got on with. Um, but yeah. Giving, giving for free is such an amazing thing. And that, that's also another reason you should be doing your own group and content because you get so much back out of it. Um, you, you're helping so many people um, every day. It's amazing. Yep. Love what you said earlier. Just give away your secrets, man. So fellow listener, if you're listening to this, maybe, maybe soon, maybe coming soon, Facebook group, I will get to put a face to your name and get to meet you. But then... Guerrilla community management, what is that? So guerrilla community management is doing whatever it takes to grow your group and keep your group engaged. Um, so yeah, so that may mean uh, getting people to do challenges to get their friends into the group. Um, that could mean going into other communities like Reddit um, or Twitter or Instagram and pulling people over into your community. Um, it's really that American winning at all costs mentality, which is still one of the, you know, I'd put in the top five most important things you need to have. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it can, it does come with a downside, but, uh, everyone I know who's ever been successful, particularly in business has a winning at all costs mentality. Certainly. All right, Vin. So we're going to talk about a little bit of perception here. See what you think in terms of social media, you have the verified badge on Twitter. You have a lot of followers. How important is, is perception? Because my follow-up question to this is how do you get more followers? And that might seem like a vain question, but perception, it's important, is it? It's a really good question because I, I, I thought like dubstep, people stopped buying followers and likes you know, five, 10 years ago. No, it's, it's still happening. It's, it's still rife, um, which tells me that, yes, it, it is important. Um, I think it's more important in entertainment to have those numbers than in business. But um, so my thoughts on this, if you buy followers, you destroy your page rank. So page rank is how many people see your posts and basically how good your engagement is. On all social media platforms, you know, Facebook or whoever, they can't show your posts to everyone. There's just too many posts in the feed. So um, they show your post to a few people. If, you if they engage, it shows it to more and more and more and more. This is why the woman with the Wookiee mask went viral. She only had about 100 friends, but like all of them shared it. And then more share, more share, more share. So as soon as you buy fake followers, um, Facebook will show your posts to ghosts and then you'll never go viral. So it, it's really risky. Um, mm -hmm. Some say celebrities can do it because they're, they're protected. But um, yeah, I, uh, perception is important. Um, uh, yeah, I, but it won't get you more clients or leads, which is, again, important to know in the business space. 
Certainly. That's a great perspective on it that on buying fake followers that I've not heard before. I'll be really vulnerable here for a second. When I was a senior in high school, so this was a long time ago, I did buy about a hundred fake followers. <laughs> you know, oh, man, it, it, it seems so silly now. My head was just in the wrong place, you know, but when a hundred becomes a, a thousand real followers, it's, 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 it's going to have minimal effect. Certainly. 90% real now. Yeah, I got, I, I'm lucky. It, there's no effect, of course. But the verification badge, I kind of know the answer to this already. But And, and the reason I'm asking you, I could ask everyone that comes on, but I'm asking you because you're a marketer. And so the verification badge, how do you get it? My, my theory on it is, or at least my understanding is, doing, being known a little bit for something not on the platform. For example, if you just get a million followers on Instagram because you're really pretty and people only know you on Instagram, like you probably won't get it. But if you're known like outside of Instagram, you'll, you probably get it on Instagram or Twitter or say, um, how did you, how did you get it? Like, did you just wake up one morning? Did, did you, were you a go-getter like you were with your speaking date, getting your speaking dates or what? You need, uh, you need about 10 good pieces of press to get it. And then I had it is, is basically why I got it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it was just there and then I, I got it. Um, so yeah, that, that's what you need. And people ask me all the time about this, how I got it and how can they get it? And then I always reply, have you got 10 pieces of real press? And then they go silent. It's like people try and fake it. And again, I'm, it's the same as the fake followers. I'm shocked it works. I don't know why as a growth hacker, it sh nothing should surprise me, but um, I mean, uh, how do we quantify what works? But Certainly, like about a year ago, so many of these little companies popped up that were selling Forbes mentions for you know, mm. $5,000. Uh, and all of them have shut it down because of this shadow industry, which was going. But um, people fell for it. Um, so it's, it's, it must be important, or maybe it's just perceived to be important. Um, I just don't think it, it affects the bottom line. I, I don't think PR really helps you sell unless you have a very quirky product, such as a gadget on kickstarter type thing um i guess that's what i really what i'm saying perception is nice and people i was on forbes three times in one month a couple months ago uh, i was in the print version of forbes and then uh, twice on the online uh it got a lot of likes when i announced it um it doesn't do anything though but uh, you know that's why uh i mean i mean for, for ace the game um which is a far better book than the first book, Secret Source, like far better strategies, loads more extras. Um, we, 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 you know, my business was going well, so I invested this time around in things. PR, podcasts, Facebook ads. Um, PR and podcasts didn't drive any traffic, really, though, though they were both nice um, and probably brand awareness. Uh, Facebook ads um, had my ad account expelled four times. Facebook ads converted well, but they just kept getting shut down because certain marketers with Lamborghinis promise too much. Uh, there's an outrageous refund rate on such uh, internet marketers. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, for many reasons, Facebook hates uh, get laid, get paid, lose weight. People selling that 
because the number of people in the space who don't follow through on what they say, if that makes sense. Um, so Facebook's basically put us in the same field as boner pills and face creams, which means it's hard to scale with Facebook ads. Now you're going to say, but how can that be when um, I, uh, I, I see these ads in my feed? I asked my friend who does this for a living, big uh, Facebook ad agency. I was like, well, how the hell do you do it? I keep getting my ad accounts expelled. He said, we have 300 ad accounts on 300 credit cards. When they ban us, we just bounce the next card and keep appealing until it comes back. So, you know, if that's the business you want to be in, um, Facebook was the way to scaling. It's just unfortunate. 2018, for, for hell knows whatever reason, they just had enough of us internet marketers. Damn. Interesting. Interesting. Then what are some of the biggest lies that internet marketers tell today? Um, it changes from week to week. Um, so what, what, what are some holy cows that uh, I can slaughter today? Um, I, I mean, we, we'd have to start with you're just one funnel away, which I happened to see in, in my Facebook feed yesterday. Um, I mean, there's just so much more that goes into a funnel. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and this whole steal my funnel business, the, the thing people overlook is the offer needs to be very good. Um, and then, then it's so much easier. You can get a lot wrong with the targeting and the ad copy and the video, but if the offer isn't right, um, the rest of it doesn't matter. So, I, I rarely hear people talk about refining the offer. Instead, I hear people talk about how to refine the ad, how to do targeting better, um, how to get a better audience. But um, if, if, you have, if you have a killer offer, you can be a bad marketer and still succeed, which is why like, I, I, I don't really believe in these Kickstarter agencies because they, they pick these quirky projects and they work and then they do the trumpet. We were really good and we raised half a million dollars on this Kickstarter project. Um, so, but like the Kickstarter project was probably going to be great anyway. It was a quirky, like truly unique product. Uh, and then these agencies don't talk about the, the stuff they did that didn't work. Um, another one is, is net versus gross profit. Um, like if you're in the game of selling these courses through Facebook ads, uh, Facebook ads in, in 2018, it just takes so much of your money. Um, so, you know, made a hundred thousand dollars in a month. How much went to ads? You will never hear them say that. That's so interesting because we were in marketing class in, in college the other day and people are talking about how, how Facebook ads are, we're talking about how Facebook ads are so inexpensive. I just think the mark, the concepts we're learning in that in marketing class are a little archaic, but that's interesting. And so I do want to fill a potential knowledge gap here as well for people that don't know, then can you describe what a funnel is? Uh, a funnel is a series of steps that take someone from never heard of you to buying your product. So step one is a content ad. Step two is a engage their um, details or step three is um, buy this product. Either way, that's the first step in the funnel. The next step is them landing on your website and they drop their details, they drop their card. The next step is the cart. Um, so where they buy stuff. 
And from there, they may be offered one-click upsells on different products once they get through. And each of those steps has a percentage which converts and it goes down with each step. Um, so each step, you're always trying to optimize that it converts better than before. Okay, great. Yeah, that's a perfect explanation. And how can people build something like that? Click funnels. Click funnels yep. is fantastic. I'm a big fan. Exactly. I as well. And so then your new book, Ace the Game, has come out. Why should a small business owner be interested in it? So Ace the Game is the most actionable guide of marketing techniques that can grow your company right now. Specifically focused on getting more traffic, um, converting more people on your website, uh, making more sales, and writing better copy. Um, what that means is most books suck. Uh, they're one guy saying, hey, um, this worked for me a few years ago, and here's some personal stories about me, which probably won't help you. Um, my book is a collection of the best growth hackers and marketers in the world. So there's about 35 different marketers you know, who have spent $60 million on Facebook ads or have raised tens of million dollars on an ICO, cryptocurrency, or they work with the biggest influencers and brands in the world. So all these people are really out there doing it, and I got them to contribute the majority of the hacks in this book. Uh, they're the things that are working right now, um, and they're the things that any small business can pick up uh, and get more traffic from. So it's just a one to 100. That's pretty much the entire book. You also get a video course with many of the best growth hacks, so you can see click by click how to set them up. Uh, a bunch of other bonuses, such as a private Facebook group uh, and a... A bumper pack of resources things like here's a list of accelerators you can apply to to help your business here's a list of five of vendors uh, who are worth using here's a list of email subject headers that um, you can use here's uh, a guide for how to grow a Facebook group uh, based on my own experience so like all of that under a hundred dollars is the best marketing product uh, you can buy this year and where can they get that acethegame.com right on so then what are three growth hacks from maybe that book that anyone can implement right now, immediately? Sure. So the first is using Lead Feeder. So a piece of software you just put into your website, it's just a couple lines of code, and then it will show you everyone who lands on your website, their name, their email, what company they work for. Then you can attach software to it. I think it's called Drip. And then everyone who lands on your website, you can start emailing them an email sequence. So all those visitors uh, that are currently just ghost and bouncing off, you can get a uh, return from them. Rebump is one of the best growth hacking tools. If you email someone and they don't reply, Rebump will email them every 24 hours forever. Uh, and this means you're, you're always following up automatically. Um, it, it really works. People do get back to you. Um, and finally, uh, a third growth hack is to use Linked Helper. Linked Helper um, is your LinkedIn on autopilot. You put in who you're trying to connect with. So let's say software engineer San Francisco, and it will go around connecting with all the people who match that search. And then if they connect, it automatically sends them the first message. You can have some humor, begin a conversation with, be a human, and then you automatically have those leads coming back. And if you do that across an entire company, um, you know, five, six people doing that, that's a ton of leads. Mm. Then this is an embarrassment of the riches here. There's so much 
for people and for me to take action on, actual action on immediately. So many tools that you've mentioned throughout the interview. You know, I, it, it's always a waste of someone's time when, when, when someone comes on, you know, or someone writes a book and it's all just speculation and no action. So I want to acknowledge you then for that, for providing tools and actions to take right now. And as well, I also want to acknowledge you for you are, you are eclectic in the best possible way and you're not afraid to be different. And to stand out. And those are the kind of people that I love because I can relate to someone like you. It's awesome. Great. Thank you. Vin, is there anywhere else that, before I ask my final question, uh, where you'd want to direct people? Um, yeah, just Vin Clancy on Instagram, YouTube. Um, yeah, I guess Facebook would probably be best. Just message me on Facebook and I'll get it. Um, but uh, yeah, Ace the Game. Um, is really what you want if if you want to grow your business uh the strategies i've talked about are just the tip of the iceberg based on what's in that package yeah are you serious or not if you are serious get ace the game if you're not serious don't get that book <laughs> yeah. and so yeah so then my final question then is what does life beautifully designed look like to you um, I, I, I guess it's, I mean, Bob Dylan said a man is successful if he gets up, does what he wants and then goes to bed. But many men, uh, they do that and <laughs> they are not good people. Um, I, I mean, for me, it's, um, yeah, working on something you're passionate about that feeds you so much that it feels like, you know, the work is coming out of you rather than you coming out of it. You know, it, it feels like a natural process. Um, and yeah, and, and I guess you would call it not work, but like pleasure. I agree. Vin Clancy, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, that was good. It has put me in a better mood doing that. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show, Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris, tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom, and then just hit that fifth star, and that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine it means the absolute world to me when people do this i would be eternally grateful if you do that we're pushing 100 ratings right now and it's really making a difference for this show and of course if you've not already subscribed to the show just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode i know you're not going to want to miss it and you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot. Send it to them. Take a screenshot. Put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. 
It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right, I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn and grow to give.